Hey everybody, this is Kristen with Codex and another Codex review. And today I'm going to be reviewing all five issues of Rogue and Gambit off the Marvel Legacy line. This was written in 2018 and was written by Kelly Thompson with art by Pere Perez, color by Frank Diarmada, and lettered by Joe Caramana. Now, for anyone that knows me, knows that I got my comic start with the X-Men as so many people did total fan of the animated series, still own it, still watch it. And once I realized that the series meant comic books, I also started reading those right away, which means like many people that grew up in the 90s, one of my very first comic book crushes was Gambit's gotta love me a Cajun and a Cajun accent, and that will never go away. So I was really excited to go ahead and read this iteration of Rogan Gambit, um, one of Marvel's greatest and most tragic couples. So before I get into this, just to give a little background, for those of you that don't know these characters, Rogue is a mutant that whenever she touches somebody skin to skin, she starts sucking out sort of their life force. She can also go ahead and take over someone's mutant powers. Um, case in point, she has gone ahead and leached all the powers from Captain Marvel. A little bit of a spoiler if you don't know those, but that's where she gets her flight and strength from. Gambit is a mutant who has the power of kinetic energy. Basically, he can touch something and infuse it with kinetic energy, throw it, and there it goes and creates an explosion. His favorite is poker cards. So the tragedy of this pairing is that Rogue and Gambit can never really touch each other. Um, if they do, she could accidentally kill him. So we sort of have this um, this couple that everybody really loves. They work well together. They've got great chemistry can never really be together. It's very frustrating when you have read the series for as long as I have, but it also still works. But I digress, because that is not what this series is about. Rogue and Gambit is an offshoot story, so you do need to know a little bit of the history about them. In this series, Rogue and Gambit are currently broken up. Then they get put into an assignment that takes them away to an island where technically couples and mutants get couples therapy. So yes, we do have a whole five issues of Rogue and Gambit couples therapy. Yes, I know how my voice sounds. I love Rogue. I love Gambit. I don't love what is happening here. I love hearing more about their stories. I love hearing more about their struggles. I don't love what's happening here. It is five issues of couples therapy. Now, the main reason they're on this island is that mutants are disappearing. So there is an underlying story that isn't just Rogan Gambit's um, relationship or lack thereof. Um, but that is the big basis of the story. Unfortunately, as they are at the island, they start losing the reason why they're there. That's never really 100% explained, but that's okay. Um, completely get it. This is an island that has another mutant that's controlling it. Um, they are creating clones of all the other mutants. It's why they're disappearing. They're taking on their powers. It's why they're disappearing. So I can go ahead and have a suspension of disbelief about anything else that's happening. No problem, not ruining the story for me. What ruins the story for me a little bit is it's too heavy on the couple therapy standpoint. Um, it probably wouldn't be too much for somebody that doesn't know a lot about their relationship, but if you followed X-Men, if you followed the story, it's been there, done that. 
they always break up. They get back together. They break up, they get back together. They can't touch each other. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't, sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. Um, we get it. We've been there. But that being said, because this is not a totally negative review, I will say one thing that I absolutely loved about this series, and it is a little bit of a spoiler, so let me give you a five-second spoiler alert. Four, three, two, one. Towards the end of the story, um, Gambit and Rogue basically swap powers as they're trying to go ahead and fight off their clones. Now, their clones are made out of their memories, hence the couple's therapy angle. Every time you hit a clone and destroy it, you get the memory that made it back, no matter how painful it is. So, for instance, if Rogue punches and kills off a Gambit clone, she gets whatever memory that was and whatever power that was Gambit's out of that one. So, for a while, there they have each other's powers but what I really liked because this is a completely different take on the couple's therapy idea is that every time they destroyed one another's clones they got that painful memory the reason for the breakup the reason for the hurt or how much the other one was trying and you don't see this is how you know that the relationship is supposed to be the crux of this story. Um, it's also supposed to bring them back together with a greater understanding. I think that in any relationship that we have, I'm going to get a little serious here, any relationship that we have, whether it's family, um, romantic, friendship, or otherwise, you never really know what the other person's feeling. You can sit there and say, put them in your own shoes, put, the, uh, put yourself in their shoes, Put yourself in their shoes. That's what I mean. Put yourself in their shoes. Be empathetic. Be sympathetic. But unless you're that person, you don't know how that really, really feels. This part of the story allowed Gambit to know exactly how Rogue felt and vice versa. And I really, really loved that little twist in there. But for the most part, it's been there, done that. Um, there are even little memories and stories that they go in there that they have to put in the footnotes what story they came from. Um, there was a few times where I'm like, I don't even remember when this happened or, or what happened. And I had to go back and research that story just so I can continue on with that story. That's a little too much work for a five issue series for me. That being said, let's get on to the rating. So yeah, there's more negatives to this than there are positives for me. And I really hate that when I'm reading a comic. Um, I really hate that when I'm doing a review because I know that so much work goes in there and so much heart goes into this. Um, and part of me is probably just not liking this as much as other people could because I've been with Rogan Gambit since the beginning. Um, they have been a part of my life since I was eight years old uh, and they're not going away anytime soon. So unfortunately for this, the whole series as a whole gets a five out of 10 for me. It's just average. Um, Story-wise, just average. Art, just average. Um, I didn't get the chance to talk about the art a lot, but it is basic X-Men art. And when they go ahead to the uh, memories, they try to go ahead and copy the artwork of that time. And it just feels way too disconnected. I don't feel like I'm reading one full story. I feel like I'm getting broken pieces of multiple stories that have just been patchworked together. So for that, it gets completely average, five out of 10. Uh, if you don't know much about Rogue and Gambit, this is not a bad one to read for you to catch up and kind of get a little bit more insight into them. If you've been there, done that, know all about Rogue and Gambit, you don't need to read this one. You can wait for a rainy day if you want. 
But that's it for this review. Uh, once again, Rogue and Gambit is part of the Marvel Legacy line. It was published in 2018. And in case you forgot, I'm Kristen with Codex, and I hope to see you in the next issue.